Welcome to Tin Pan Alley. I and I'm floating. I'm never this open, but you make me wanna try. Lost in the moment. I'm gone and I know it. I could do this all night. My name's Joe, and I created this podcast for everyone who loves songwriting and art and everything creative as much as I do. I'm so glad you tuned in, and I hope you'll enjoy this episode. May it inspire you to be creative. Hi Vanessa, it's so nice that you're here on the show. Um, and uh, yeah, it's really cool that um, we get to do this. I mean, even in this crazy pandemic, um, everything's over Zoom right now. But um, I'm really excited. Me too. Thank you so much for inviting me. And yeah, I'm excited too. And um, let's see this as a weird opportunity. I'm at my cozy home, feeling comfortable talking about whatever you're gonna ask me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, we just talked about that. We both have um, a glass of wine each, each on each side of the Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have to celebrate that a little bit, you know, even if it's a weird time and we're not going out like in bars and stuff like we can we can do this like that. Yeah, <laughs> this is a yeah, this works. <laughs> um, well, it's so interesting to listen to your music because um, I make music myself and I am also really inspired by Bob Dylan. And oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> nice. I didn't know. I didn't know that. That's really cool. Like, wow. Okay. So, okay. So, wow. I love Bob Dylan. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I read it on your homepage and I was just like, yes, we're going to have so much to talk about. Um, I, ha I even have a book of him beside me right now because I just, whatever I do I always have the feeling I need to have a little piece of Bob Dylan in my life <laughs> yes I agree <laughs> that's great and what, what is the book called or what what is what kind of book is that so my sister gave it to me um it's just called Bob Dylan actually okay. <laughs> it's like a it's a it's I ne I didn't even started it yet um because I did his like like all the weird films with which like has been done about him if that's how you say it and like I read his um biography and everything and now it's by Heinrich Dietering I don't know what's happening but I it sounds really cool and um yeah I, I don't know. It's just a really big inspiration for me. Whatever I do, um, I feel um, the mood of Bob Dylan and how he feels things and how he sees things and puts them into song and stays mystical all the time. I don't know. It's very inspiring. <laughs> I love him. So much. Um, yeah. I remember recently I watched a uh, documentary um, by Martin Scorsese on Netflix. I don't know if you've checked it out. Oh, yeah. Yes, I did. Yes, I did the um, Rolling Thunder re review. Yeah, yeah, uh, re exactly. yeah, somehow something like that. I did, and I love how you um, realize about the community thing, which was such a yeah. big part of his career, and like how everybody was like part of it. And Ellen Ginsberg has this beautiful speech at the end, and yeah, I would recommend it to everybody to watch it because it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. I love it. <laughs> what did What did you think about it? <laughs> I thought I, I thought I was like uh, I was fangirling so much. Oh yeah, I get it. <laughs> um, I was I really loved it, but I also thought like in in a weird way I kind of I think I I understood maybe for the first time a bit of Dylan's sort of um, you know how sometimes he comes across as a bit aloof, you know, like a little distanced yeah. from people. Yeah. And I because I realized how many people wanted him you know like um they all wanted a piece of him in a way I feel like I know see that the documentary you know um, so much and I think he was protecting himself and I think he never wanted so many people like looking at him in such a great way he just wanted to do his art and then he got this giant audience and suddenly he was like put into the position of being like this role model of politic politics I don't know politics in music or something and I, I I don't feel like like Joan Baez wanted to be that you know she was an icon in, in being political and Bob Dylan yeah. was like yeah I just want to make my music and of course he was somehow political and he knows but I don't think he wanted to be a big role model or something like leading a movement and then he was put into that like yeah people put him in that position and I think he loved it the same as much as he hated it and yeah and he seemed I get yeah. it like the whole like 
being distant from everybody. I don't know. Maybe that's why we love him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe that's part of the appeal too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember the scene where there's uh, Patty Smith. Oh my God, I love her so much. Oh, no, okay, yeah. the topic. Yeah, okay, cool, <laughs> nice. <laughs> And, and she's just like sharing her thoughts uh, and her songwriting thoughts and, and you can just tell how excited she is to be hanging out with him and like she's like oh well you've always been my role model or like my inspiration and um <laughs> it's like i i get that yeah and they haven't uh, they have a lot in common i feel and it's not about gender or anything i feel like with these two characters in music it's it's way far beyond like gender roles and stuff. And I can totally see like Patti Smith taking, like get it, being inspired by Bob Dylan. I don't know, it's, it's, it makes sense. And I love, actually, um, did you read, did you read um, Patti Smith's books or one of them or something? Oh, I didn't yet, but I want to, uh, okay. it's on my list. Yeah, please like do, because that's a weird thing with me. I, I do enjoy her music, but like, even more, I love her her books and her poetry, and sometimes it's a bit cheesy, and you you get like I don't know she she's an idealist some somehow, but yeah I I really like um I just read um, Devotion from her, and in that book she kind of reveals how she is writing and why she is writing, and that's just beautiful. And if you if you create music yourself, it probably inspires you too. <laughs> wow, that sounds amazing. So what's it called again? Devotion? Devotion, yeah. yeah okay, devotion. Mm, cool. I'm, I'm definitely going to check that one out. Um, and uh, speaking of inspirations and people who inspire you, like you said, you know, we were just talking about Dylan and then Patti Smith. And it, is there anyone else you just really have been inspired by? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, right now i'm um yeah it's it's really interesting because sometimes i feel like i'm inspired by people who do completely different art than i do and but that's not what it's all about it's more about the state of mind they're in while they're creating or something and um i love like my biggest role model of course is florence and the machine um she's like florence welsh from that band she's just my biggest role model ever. I don't know. She has this kind of ah, witchy, <laughs> strong and sensitive way to describe things in such a particularly, but like at the same time, poetic way that I, yeah, whatever. I she she released some like this this songbook of her, and I don't know. I'm like breathing in these texts she wrote and. Yeah, she's like my biggest role model. And I think Aurora is like another person I really like. She's just <laughs> not from this earth. And yeah, and maybe hmm, Soko, I don't know if you know her. Uh, no, I don't know her yet, but. Okay, Soko, she's um, a French musician and she has a very unique way of um, doing things her own way, which means it, it, it even starts with her not doing grammar right because she's French <laughs> and she sings in English and she just ignores rules. And I love that about her. That's a very punk move in like, yeah, even if she does soft music, sometimes she does wild music. She's very diverse in what she does. And that's, yeah, so cool. Yeah, check her out. <laughs> it's like that's that's a really um, interesting way to break rules, you know, starting with grammar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and nobody, you cannot take it personally. It's not like oh my god, she doesn't even know what's wrong with her. Like girl, like learn the language you sing. And no, it's not about that. It's like she feels stuff, and sometimes she yeah feels so much that she doesn't even care about how to speak the language she sings in. And that's and you feel it too if you listen to it. It's yeah so cool i love her yeah <laughs> yeah that's amazing i mean i think that's that's maybe one aspect as well of like your music because um i read <laughs> that you're from <laughs> so that's uh <laughs> germany but you you do write your own songs in english as well right yeah so where does that inspiration come from you told me that you are um that you lived in new zealand for a while i did actually like i had this like 
oh man where should i start i was really like a really scared like teenager and child i was scared of everything and i kind of like wanted to run away and i ran to the most safest place you can as a young young person in these days from europe um new zealand i think i just saw too much like i watched too much lord of the rings or something and i just thought okay man like <laughs> i'm not going to be lost there because I, i had english in school and i'm super scared of strange places but i'm i'm going to try it's the far first place you can go and i went there and i thought i i had i had no idea what i'm going to do and yeah i was i ended up like actually living and working there with just normal new zealand people and i was traveling around with hippies and that's when i got into bob dylan and yeah and it 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 I think it shaped me and my music a lot because it's not my my native language as you definitely can hear <laughs> but um I don't know it's it's just yeah and with the with the singing in English at the same time um, maybe that's not that romantic but I sometimes feel like I'm hiding behind a different language because I want to name things very radical like like how I feel them and especially in my earlier songwriting years um this like language barrier was between like my rawest inner stuff which was going on and the people who was who were listening to me in germany you know <laughs> and then i went to new zealand and i was already writing in english and they were like oh yeah man we understand her and i was like damn that's scary and i, I stick i don't know i stood with it <laughs> yeah wow well, that's super interesting i never never considered it like that but it's true I mean it's um if not everybody you know might understand everything you say then of course that's a way to um to guard yourself a bit as well right yeah and protect yourself and like all the yeah because I think my when I write music it comes from a it's always like somehow therapeutic I don't know if that's the word But yeah, um, it's it comes from a very deep place, and um, sometimes I'm, yeah, especially in these days when I'm collaborating with people and producers, and I try out different styles of music. I feel like I have to protect it a little bit because it's so raw and honest. And somehow English language, even if it's the more accessible language in this world, I get that. But somehow it feels like a safety belt or something. I don't know. No. Yeah, English is just, um, you know, I feel like every language has its own way of being able to express things or concepts and um, I feel like, um, especially if you listen to a lot of English music, then uh, I personally find it easier to to write English songs then as well. Yeah, right. It has like a melody or something. And I think um, I really look up to a lot of like German songwriters too, I have to admit, like, honestly, like there are such great writers. It's like this like German language you can like be so particular and like name every little thing so in such a radical way but then maybe I'm scared of that and at the same time English is soft and it makes whatever you say it has a melody I feel you know what I mean yeah yeah I don't know what you mean it's it's super interesting I mean I wonder if anyone listening from you know, who doesn't speak German, you know, if, if they understand what we mean, but I feel like this is such a peculiar thing. If you are, um, if you speak several languages, there's definitely a distinct uh, melody to each of them. Yeah, right. I, I feel the same, actually. And, and it's, um, yeah, I mean, sometimes it's very stereotypical. We put feelings on these cultures and I don't even know if every Spanish person is like super like, fuego and like what and and not every person from Italy is like super like emotional and 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 like strong emotionally <laughs> involved or whatever like um and not every French person is like eating cheese all day and being <laughs> romantic you know but then I think if we listen to the music and for example the French example for me is one of the like best ones like Charlotte um, Gainsbourg like Charlotte Gainsbourg, I don't know, even, you know, she's like, um, whatever she does, even if she's speaking in English or singing in English or whatever, she has a certain kind of, or surge 
Gainsbourg, her dad, like this whole family, like it's the best example for me. They have like a way of expressing emotions in, in their voice, which we could never do. And at the same time, German songwriters, I don't even know, like bands like Isolation Berlin or something, they have this kind of serious, uh, yeah, I don't, it's, it is, it is a feeling, I feel like these different kind of languages have feelings and yeah. You know what I just thought about? Um, I, I had to think about the Beatles, actually. When they spoke, they had such a thick uh, Scouse accent. And then when they sang, they they sang like Americans. Like you couldn't really hear that they were from from England, really. I mean, at least that's... <laughs> that is so cool. I never ever, like, I never even, like, listened to that. But I will definitely do after this. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. And even if it's maybe yeah maybe i'm borrowing a little bit of the feeling of like the english language but i mean we're in berlin right <laughs> everybody talks english anyway <laughs> that's true know. that's true um and that way berlin is definitely not like a stereotypically german city um yeah but you you moved to berlin um to study music production right I did indeed like a, such a crazy step. I was like, I wasn't even, so it, of course, like I come from this really tiny like village in south in the south of Germany. And then I w went traveling and I, I was very, I was very sure of not going back to the south of Germany because somehow I never really felt like I belonged there, which was strange and sad sometimes. And yeah, and then I really fell in love with Hamburg yeah it has like this fresh air of I don't even know maybe it's just the harbor and the ships coming in and out maybe it's whatever I project on it because a lot of friends I have there say it's super boring sometimes and I would love to go to Berlin and Berlin has these really dark destructive sides at more, like some sometimes and then mm, yeah I just I just yeah really wanted to study music it was a like a childhood dream somehow and I don't know my uni accepted me and I was like let's let's just try this if it sucks I can still travel and do music and actually I'm still here after four years and I nearly finished my studies and it was super hard and I don't even know why I did this but it's beautiful and so many cool stuff happened like my EP and meeting all the people I work with right now and yeah yeah I love it yeah that's amazing and um and uh, you just mentioned it, but you just uh, released um, an EP and also, I think, recently a single, right? Yeah, that's the thing. I know it's confusing and I realize that it is. <laughs> so I didn't re release the EP yet. It will come out on the 25th um, December. And the single is like um, the first uh, single of the EP. That's how I, I did it. But like, yeah, it's it's a bit confusing. And I don't know. We We just said, yeah, let's... We are living in the weird times of single releases. Let's go with the flow and <laughs> first of all, release some singles and then the whole EP in December. That's that's what's happening exactly. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think it's, uh, it does make sense. So, um, you, uh, so the, the single is called uh, Moth, am I right? Um, the EP is called Moth and um, that's what's written on the cover. And the single is called Drowning, the first single, which I released um, last Friday, which was very exciting and scary at the same time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you, you have been releasing uh, singles um, quite frequently in the last couple of years, right? I did. I did. I did. I did. And it was always like they, they sounded very different than the new stuff um, I'm doing. And Moth is kind of a um, collaborative um, project with a producer called Dreammaker and he's a good friend of mine um, which I <laughs> disturbed while piano practicing in my first semester at uni actually and we tried working together a few times and it was always a bit um, yeah weird because we're completely different and he's doing music for advertising and rappers and I am yeah a person who normally just sits on a piano and sings and I was very um yeah I was I wasn't very happy last year and I felt um 
collaborating like i had one studio session with that guy and i felt like he gets the darkness i'm going through so well so we decided okay let's let's make let's make four songs or whatever happens let's make some songs and make it an ep and release it and it's super scary and beautiful at the same time because it's an experiment nobody knows that i can sound that dark and not hippie like and <laughs> i don't know um but it's worth it totally and i i love how much i could um express with with that collaboration yeah and in what ways uh, does this um new ep like how is it different from you already mentioned it a bit like it's a bit darker and but musically is it also different from the other singles you've produced so far yes totally like um because um, the work i've been doing before even if it sometimes were collaborations and I also did an album with another producer called Francesco Singerman and we like which was actually um, about my travels in New Zealand and it was very it's all very minimal because I define as a songwriter first of all um, what like you know like I'm inspired like I come from that hippie place where I was singing with other people in the forest and I was covering Bob Dylan and that's where I get my inspiration from and now um yeah i've i was collaborating with a like really badass producer who does like big beats like really hip-hop hip-hop sounding giant beats and we were i don't know we of course we were listening to billy eilish a lot last year both of us which honestly like um um yeah i'm not the biggest pop music fan but I mean, look at Billie Eilish. She's like, yeah. she's really, she's doing such great work in the whole. Amazing, yeah. yeah, and she's like normalizing the topic of like mental health, which is like for me, one of the biggest topics we have to normalize in this world and this society, which constantly wants us to produce stuff and be, be productive and like be awesome all the time. And that makes people like feel, feel, I don't know, like not fail, but I, I often have had the feeling of I'm not good enough and I think we all do and mm -hmm. especially as people who do art it's it's I don't know we're living in a weird society which I love at the same time but it's weird and the, this topic of mental health that it's normal like it's not everybody's feeling great all the time and we have to just start talking about it and not mm -hmm. yeah and, and she did that and I, I look up to her very much and it was also like a part of our work that we were like, you know, um, let's let's name let's name the dark stuff which happened. Let's not make it a giant, like not naming Voldemort by his name, you know. <laughs> let's call the fucking stupid shit by its name and make it music and not let us like I I I felt very destructive last year when I wrote it and I was like, damn, let's put this anger uh, into songs and not become angry in real life you know that's what happened <laughs> well i think uh, songwriting can be a really good coping mechanism you know like yeah. processing all kinds of emotions and i feel like it's it's true for those of us who write songs and and for for people who listen to songs as well um i mean sometimes yeah. i feel like um if i listen to a song i can just release i don't know anger or sadness or some of that Oh yeah, I can completely relate. Yeah, yeah, and you feel understood, and then you can let whatever is going on go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and in a way, you wouldn't be able to if if nobody sang or spoke about the things you feel. You know, <laughs> I know, and sometimes it has to be a little bit heavy and a little bit dark, and 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 yeah, and then you like as a listener, and that's what I would love to do. And whenever I did my, like, I did a lot of concerts last year. Like, I think around. 30 or 35 or something small concerts or festivals and stuff this year wasn't like that of course um but whenever some person came to me i was feeling so grateful because i could completely relate to the things they said and when people come to me and they say man i was i was just going through i don't know like breakup or I don't know my best friend moved away or whatever and I just I just felt like 
whatever the story is you sang about, I just felt understood by your song. And I'm like, dude, I don't even know you. How can that be? This is a gift. And I want to do, I want to do that to people because I had so many experiences on concerts where I felt understood and I don't know, seen by a person standing on stage, not knowing me, you know? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, I think that's such a beautiful and and almost like mystical thing that music can do you know it can like speak to people and you don't know how it does that because you're like oh I no I don't even know you as you said um you said that very beautifully yeah totally it's it's magic somehow <laughs> yeah I totally agree um and and I think that's such a beautiful thing is that we can't fully comprehend it you know we can understand yeah. how to write a song or how to evoke certain emotions maybe but we what it really does to people is like I feel like such a mystery it's really cool that's so cool yeah totally and we can learn all the recipes and 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 technical stuff and music theory and still don't get it you know <laughs> and that's cool yeah yeah so yeah that's really amazing and I mean and you're someone who speaks firsthand <laughs> from the experience <laughs> um, you know um, and I just think that that's amazing. And also that you're, you know, you're doing this with passion. You know, I think some people might be like, okay, I studied this um, now. <laughs> I and actually, actually, if I'm being totally honest with you, sometimes I'm very mm -hmm. ignorant what my studies are about because I feel I, <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of struggling with that sometimes. And I love that struggle because I feel um, my music is some like somehow really holy to me and it's not that I love it that much it's just something I need to do it's not something I want to do and it's like a cool hobby or something it's just something I always did and that's why I exist that's how I feel and when I started studying this and we we learned all these crazy rules and some of them were so helpful to my songwriting and so interesting and 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 singing techniques which like got me so far and I'm like so thankful my singing teacher was so great but then um I had these subjects where I realized man I don't if I do this if I get into this that much I, I felt really scared and threatened that I'm gonna lose the kind of innocence I have while I write songs and I feel somehow I need to get rid of that fear because um like gaining knowledge through studying can only make things better and 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 I need to like take them and put them in my songs but at the same time I'm like no man I need to protect my songwriting and I'm not gonna like analyze over analyze everything because then I don't feel it anymore and I saw that with a lot of people like that they lost interest in doing music while they studied and and or like like they stopped doing music because it was just about grades and and a career and something and that's not how we should do music i feel mm -hmm. we have yeah. to be careful not to lose that like passion yeah it's yeah it's so interesting with um any sort of creative activity it's like you know it's obviously for some of us um it's like a profession but it's also something more than that and i think you said that really beautifully that it's something you you have to do it's like a calling or you know purpose sort of thing um yeah um yeah so it's it it can't ever be just for uh just for making money i think um yeah and that's a i think that's the most dangerous thing people can do and i'm smiling a lot while saying that because i enjoy that kind of danger it's like we we love we love that thing we do more than anything and then we want to do money with it and we want to make people listening to us without just writing for them because we want like i cannot okay i say i i can only speak for myself i feel like i want to write i want to keep writing for myself to calm myself down and then i want to make people listen to me and not write for mm -hmm. them and then i'm like this is just a paradox yeah. how the fuck should that work um, and yeah, I, I, I want to keep on <laughs> figuring that out and, and keep keeping on being scared and, and overcome that fear because I feel whoever you look at Bob Dylan, like he never, he, he enjoys being heard, but he never just writes for the people. Yeah. I feel like he writes 
because he's driven like he he would go mad if he does he wouldn't or or patty smith she's like struggling and she's putting it into song and books and poetry and whatever she touches <laughs> and and they still do it for themselves um in such an intense way that people see them and they're still alive they're still alive they didn't like this like destroyed themselves on that path and um yeah I, I love them for that yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, so much also I'm thinking about um, Bob Dylan for example um that you know he just he just stayed true to himself and to just this um this desire to I don't know to just learn more and to reinvent himself yeah. uh, like times and times oh <laughs> so much you're so right and he's not you know he's not scared of changing you said reinvent and that's what he does constantly and he doesn't get comfortable at anything he just keeps on going and people don't like it and for example when he started playing electronic music i actually recently, <laughs> like yeah i had that's cool about writing like uh, studying music i um did a like a homework thing where i wrote like a lot of pages about bob dylan <laughs> about the fact that he took the um electric guitar and um completely smashed his like folk identity mm -hmm. and people hated it and they were all like yeah fuck you go off stage we don't want to hear that blah, blah, yeah. blah. and i think he released some so like some music he released was so weird but apparently he felt it that way and that's why it has to exist yeah, yeah i mean that's that's so amazing i mean he was never scared to like um you know even lose people for the sake of his music i don't know it's so weird but but brave too you know because he's like you know many people loved him for his political songs and then, then he was like oh, i'm not gonna play political songs sorry <laughs> and no i'm i'm done with this yeah. i'm sorry <laughs> hey you said lose people for the sake of music and that like i i that's he wasn't afraid like he still isn't i think bob dylan is just maybe he has fears but he doesn't listen he, he's not listening to them he's mm -hmm. just following his love and that's that's something I really want to learn, like not like not living life because of fears and they always like they will always exist. Mm. And he just yeah, that's why that's why we love him. And so what are you currently doing in your um, in this weird time? Like, uh, you know, Bob Dylan always sings about the times that they are changing and they still are changing all the time. Um, and currently, you know, we're going through such a mad political world and Corona and everything. So how are you keeping up? How are you staying sane in this time? Well, that's a, that's, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> so I'm weirdly enjoying the state of still being a student. Like until February, I'm um, a student and I did two extra semesters, which always, made me a bit angry at myself because I was like damn girl you could go anywhere now by now and you're still studying and right now I'm super glad because um it's hard it's we have hard times with dreamers and musicians and creative people in general and humans in general it's really strange honestly um and I love that I have this task every day. Like I need to finish my 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 studies, and I'm gonna write a bachelor thesis soon, and need to prepare for an, um, a, a final concert, which I'm very excited about. And at the same time, um, I did a lot of really weird new collaborations over the year. Um, I did something I would I thought I would never ever do, like with my whole heart and soul. I would. I never thought I would do that. I did, um, I sang some features with techno artists. Ooh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I, I don't know. Last year I, I, I sang on a hippie festival where all the different kind of people met. And I met a person who, in, like he invited me to a session with, with some techno producers, like hippie techno producers, you know, like very, very weirdo creature producers. And they invited me in their, into their world, and in without Corona, I would I would have never ever done that. I I didn't have time for these kind of weird experiments, like experiments. And um, 
it went very well and we went <laughs> to the German club charts and it, it like and I saw these weird um, videos of people in I don't know Latvia or whatever wherever they were dancing to my music in summer and I was that was a new experience and that's so amazing wow <laughs> yeah yeah which was for me I feel like okay so I'm really doing the Berlin experience <laughs> experience now exactly that's what I wanted to say um, I do, I, I, I never really touched the topic of techno, but now I did, um, like crossed, like I can cross that from my list. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did that. And I did a few songwriting projects where producers sent me beats and I sang vocals over it or, um, an um, arrangement orchestration genius I studied with. Um, did an orchestration for my music and we're probably going to release that next year and these kind of really weird like a, a lot of like thinking out of the box things happen and I think we have to stay open in that time to let these new expect like aspects come into our lives that's that that was my experience and I was very scared at the start not being able to go to the places which keep me sane normally in Berlin like my favorite coffee place, my favorite bar with my favorite people and all of that was gone and I lived by myself and then I realized, okay, I have to deal with myself. Why am I feeling down now? Everything's fine. I'm safe. And I dealt a lot with myself and that was kind of healthy for me and I'm the most privileged person. We are, we are in Germany. Everything is fine. We're safe. A lot of people aren't. Um, I realized that too and I was very thankful a lot of times. <laughs> Yeah, for being in like here. Yeah, weird, weird times. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's still beautiful to be in Berlin, um, even though it's yeah, it's it's difficult because yeah. I mean, I mm. also miss the cafes and the places, um, you know. Yeah. And they make like they create the vibe of the city. That's what I realized. The, these little places where we all meet. And the people, the people, we, meeting people and places make make Berlin, like are making the place Berlin, I don't know, such a, I can't even take, like, yeah, I don't find the right words, but it's, it's weird because it's very different than usually. Yeah, and I feel like many people come because of these things, like because of the art and the people and the gatherings, I don't know, but it's a big part of it. Yeah, and I think even if I'm, I'm very, I think like Germany is really great and the government is doing such a good job even in, in these weird times and like, wow. But then like cultural, culture has the strangest time ever. And I know people who own cafes and I was working at Kulturbrauerei, which is a really giant um, place where, where concerts are happening um, last year. And this, um, this year I was meeting with my old boss and he was like yeah I don't know we I don't know what we're doing you know we like changing the rules all the time like just a bunch of people can listen to these giant concerts and we we have such great hygiene standards and but now we're still like having to like we, we need to close again and while while we need to close a big like mall is still open and it doesn't really make sense and then i think okay yeah but some somewhere we have to start and the government has to make rules and it's just yeah i'm, I'm wondering where it all goes and at the same time i try not to wor worry too much because yeah we can't just be scared and worry all the time <laughs> it's not leading anywhere yeah and i i wonder how how this is going to change us you know our cities our societies and workplaces you know for in the longer run you know feel like many people um, discovered that they can do a lot of things via the internet, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, you say that, like, it transforms. And I, I don't think, like, culture will die or something. I just think it's a hard time. And at the same time, I think things will change a lot. And maybe there will be more online stuff in the future. And I, I love, a, like, we all love a good concert in a little bar. But... I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. And I'm somehow, yeah. And we create it, you know, we create change. There are so many restrictions and the money is getting like, the money situation for most of 
the art artistic people is like just it's horrible right now but yeah. we should we cannot give up now it's not it's not an option not i an think option. we need to keep on keep on doing this keep on making music it's I feel like that that um, that without that, I think um, the world would be a lot <laughs> much sadder place, you know. Yeah, I know. And did you see the video of Till Brunner? Yes. He... Yeah. Yeah, which is very cool. Um, like he just completely got it, and the the whole like culture is not just a. I don't know how how do you say it? luxury thing. Mm -hmm. Culture is like what keeps people sane in all the systems and in the whole, yeah, in their craziness, whatever they do, culture is keeping people sane. And I think maybe this time can also raise awareness for that when people realize, man, like even, I don't know, a theater, a museum, a concert can, can like heal you in such a weird way. You had a weird week and you, you, You listen to a band you like and and you're there alive and things make sense again. Mm -hmm. And that's not a luxury thing. Like even in it's not, like even in in in, in poorer places on, in the world in earlier days, like there was always culture. That's yeah. like something which makes us human, which defines us as humans. And it like that's you know, and I I I'm kind of excited to see how. A lot of people realize that i hope that that's yeah. gonna happen yeah yeah i mean it's definitely a time to to raise awareness even for you know what what it's like to be um, a touring artist for example and um, oh, uh, um you know living off of music um that's another topic because yeah i kind of for my for me like mm, my goal for which is very ironic but my goal for 2020 was kind of I remember um New Year's 1920 my only goal I had was like okay girl you're gonna get paid for your gigs no more like free fucking gigs you you're not you, you're professional now and you you're gonna do this now and you gotta write a thousand emails more and get 99 100 no's and then you get one one really cool gig with a lot of money and i did that and i had like five beautiful festivals for the summer with cool money actually and i know like i i'm the last person who would care about money it's just i want to make a living out of this i studied that yeah. stuff now and i'm like now is the time to try it now i'm i'm done with like nearly done with my studies yeah of course and, yeah yeah and and it took me a lot of courage and work to do that and then all the gigs got cancelled and it was very frustrating oh. but yeah but that's it I feel like it's part of it and I I'm used to these no's mm -hmm. <laughs> like you get a no from every side when you're living in Berlin and you create music like you feel like every person in your <laughs> every person wants to do the same and you keep on writing emails and you keep on being awesome and talking to the people and nobody cares and then you keep on doing that for more like months and suddenly people start caring and you have to be very strong and grow a very thick fur and I've been <laughs> working on that and then yeah and then you know 2020 came and I'm like okay new test new test but I'm gonna keep on doing that I don't know and I, I would yeah I think we all get the money from playing live and streaming is kind of I'm, I have Spotify, you know, I don't want to make it like it's the devil or something, but it's not cool for earning money with music, you know, and yeah, and I want to see, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's, that's one point where I'm like, damn, all these newcomer musicians and also the older guys in the industry, guys and girls in the industry, like are like where are they getting their money from now because we all live from from live gigs still which is cool mm -hmm. it's old-fashioned but it is like that yeah uh, we will we'll see yeah well speaking of how can uh, we support you um, as you make music in this year and as long as corona is going on is there any way we can support you ah yes it is oh man that's very exciting so um with my ep moth mm, I'm, I did a very unusual thing. Um, I decided to produce cassettes. Oh, wow. Because, yeah. And I, um, 
created a Bandcamp account. And when the EP is going to be out in December, so keep keep updated. <laughs> um, you can you can yeah you can like buy the EP digital there and also a cassette, where you of course get a like download link too because cassettes are super old fashioned and who the hell has still a cassette deck? I hope everybody because I love cassettes. I don't have like CDs. I don't know, man. And vinyls are super expensive, especially when you do a little edition. And yeah, I, I'm gonna have a really cool little Bandcamp um, shop soon with shirts and cassettes and um, online music. And, and that's, I think, the most direct way you can support artists in this weird time via Bandcamp. That's a really cool platform I recently just discovered. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm going to share your link uh, in the social media <laughs> platforms that uh, are available to me. And uh, hopefully, yeah, there will be lots of that's uh, traveling around the world. Oh, my <laughs> God. Thank you so much. That's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I would love that. And I, it sucks that I can't play live. Man, I would love to just play live and show people on a little cute merch table what I did and, and talk to them but we're still connected and man think think about what would would be the situation if lockdown would have and corona would have happened like I don't know 20 years earlier we would all sit on our Nokias and be typing sms and go crazy yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's true now we're only going a little crazy but <laughs> mostly it's it's fine. We, we will survive this, and yeah, we will get this on the other side. I'm sure. It's so cool that you're um, looking, looking on the bright side, kind of, because um, at the same time we have to take it very seriously. I think whatever is yes. like the whole. A lot of people are feeling mentally vulnerable at the at the at this time, and I want to encourage everybody to seek help because, man. Like we're living in crazy times and our minds are like, like so much more complex than our bodies and they get sick sometimes too. And you feel lonely and you feel weird and you, I don't know. And we just have to take care of each other and ourselves. And, and especially that aspect, like, especially for our as young people, like not being egoistic, but saying, okay, I'm maybe I'm not completely threatened by the coronavirus because I'm I'm strong and young and whatever even if the, even that is just an illusion but yeah a lot of people think like that I think and but it's not about you man it's a like it's not about like when I go out um I'm not scared of getting corona but I'm scared of the granny sitting beside me in the bus really close and I'm like one granny did that this today and I was like me leave like I was like damn who who did I meet this week could I could I why did she why is she there are free spaces what is she doing and we have to take yeah we have to just be very very aware um how responsible we are for our surrounding also a lesson yeah. i think this world definitely needs you know yeah yeah and i think you're right i mean i feel like one thing is to be like you know trying to stay positive and the other thing is to not dismiss the real pain that's that it causes you know like i'm yeah. i'm not trying to say like um oh you know just brush it off you know it's gonna be over no totally <laughs> and you yeah you put that very very nicely in words like both sides like not not go overly emotional into the details of like whatever like we, we it's it's a weird balance at the same time you know yeah. yeah and every emotion is is okay to feel right now it's there's no like correct way of I don't know that is yeah and we have to be very gentle with ourselves and I read all these cool funny comments and I agree with them totally we're in a fucking pandemic and people are dying and we don't have to be awesome and learn new things right now if it doesn't feel like it like if you don't need to be a pro in knitting suddenly and learn a new instrument man you just have to get through this sane <laughs> sanely I don't know <laughs> you know yeah take some deep breaths and I don't know <laughs> And fresh air, that's what I like, because I sometimes, I tend to be a little bit sad and I, I realize um, for me, like moving and fresh air is like the best remedy and medicine for anything. Like, honestly, whatever, whenever you can 
go out and search some trees and they will be helpful i promise <laughs> yeah good advice um we'll definitely take that with us <laughs> to the rest of this awful pandemic <laughs> so yeah going outside I, i do agree that that really helps um and so where can we find you online we just said Bandcamp, but is there any so you're on instagram and social media i exactly don't don't do facebook because yeah some shitty stuff happened there and i kind of lost my profile while i gave up on facebook <laughs> don't try to separate your personal profile from your artist profile if you're the only person managing it another advice for me <laughs> yeah i kind of i'm not really active on on um facebook anymore i don't think that's the platform we all are anymore yeah. um i'm a lot of like whatever i do the the news are on instagram mm -hmm. that definitely is um a fact and i have a cool website my best friend from new zealand did for me which is a big honor um like, yeah, it's beautiful thank uh. you so much yeah it's like it's a piece of art and i was like honestly feeling so touched when i saw it it's just a website but it's i love it <laughs> Yeah. yeah and try to find the penguin there like there are little weird things hidden and you can click on them and new <laughs> weird stuff will appear it's like a kind of interactive cute website and then i have of course i have youtube um with a few videos and soundcloud where i put some unreleased demos sometimes um yeah and yeah i think that's that's the best way and of course spotify We're living mm -hmm. these weird streaming times and I'm very active on Spotify and all the new music is going to be released on all the streaming platforms and you can listen to that there. <laughs> so on uh, December 25th. Exactly, that's the plan. Okay. Like shortly okay. after after Christmas, you can get all the, or all the collected darkness from me. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> When you sit like around the Christmas tree in the beautiful like family mood, like nobody is annoyed by anybody, and then <laughs> have the perfect soundtrack. That, that's good. <laughs> well, um, Vanessa, it's been so nice having you on here on the show, and I am um, yeah, I I can't wait to I don't know like share all your content on all social media platforms and yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Like it's been awesome. Like when a person loves Bob Dylan as much as I do, I'm like so hooked and like I love like honestly that was yeah, thank you for listening and asking and talking. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you liked it. If you did, head on over to social media and let's connect there. Thanks again and talk to you soon. You're exciting, your wit and your timing. You're teasing me with those eyes. I'm digging your Nikes, must be a Pisces. Wearing your Levi's tight. I'm sliding over. I know you like me, inching closer, feeling bolder. Monopoly.